The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Why are we talking like we're like an infomercial on this episode, guys? I don't even. I'm sorry. I don't even know. Self care is like listening to what your body needs. Mm-hmm. I think just mindlessness can also be yes. self care. Yes, I'm literally obsessed with the idea of mindlessness right now, especially compared to mindfulness. Emma and I literally live for our foodie moments and truly like I would just go to the pantry five times a day just to look at the snacks that I have and she knows. Yeah, she would. (laughs) And I think overall, it's just listening to what you truly need. And sometimes like that is just staying in that place of comfort, but other times you have to pull yourself out of it and do what's going to make you feel better afterwards. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with another episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. It. Woo! Welcome back. <laughs> Happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this, but you should be listening on Thursday because that's when we release our episodes. Yes, we're so excited to bring it back to our co-host apps. I hope you enjoyed our solo episodes, but Emma and I have missed each other and we're excited to have a great convo today. But first of all, what have you been into lately? Okay, truly obsessed. So this first one is a homemade chai tea latte, which I know that you would literally go crazy for if I were to make this for you. Yeah, like this is something that if I were to make it for you, I, I, I promise you, you'd be obsessed. You'd be like, oh my God, guys, like Emma just made this incredible homemade chai tea latte. Like it's right here in my head. Literally go off on YouTube, yes. Instagram, all the socials. I know. I mean, speaking of that, like I literally stalked your YouTube the other day and watched like all of our old videos and it made me so nostalgic. But love that. yeah, so I found this recipe, I think on Pinterest, it was so easy to make just chai tea, brown sugar, cinnamon, steamed slash foamy almond milk. I could honestly post the recipe on our Instagram if anybody's interested, but it's just so cozy, perfect. Chai tea lattes are always the move. And especially when it's homemade, it's a lot better for your wallet if you make it at home Mm -hmm. instead of buy it at Starbucks. So I love that. The next favorite is an ice roller from Amazon. Yeah, there are a lot of really incredible ice rollers on there. This one in particular, oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it, but I just have it in the freezer and I use it every morning just to like depuff my face, wake me up. And it is a life changer. Like, have you tried? an ice roller before I haven't but I used to put spoons in the fridge so that they would like freeze up a little bit and then de-swell my eyes because my eyes get so puffy after a night of sleep and it's like used to be my biggest problem like seriously yeah no I mean that's what this is for like I think there are smaller ones that you could use for your eyes this one is pretty big but you just roll it in your face for a good like five minutes and it first of all wakes you up like it does the job of what the spoons would do and it's just fun like you feel so luxurious doing it so I've been loving that And then my last favorite has been The Book of Moods by Lauren Martin. Oh my gosh, I'm almost done reading this book, but it's so interesting because it's sort of a mix of like memoir slash psychology slash therapy. And she's talking about how moods basically like run our lives and how to not allow them Mm. to run our lives. And she sort of separates it into like different sections. So there's like relationships, friendships, career, family, and a few other ones. And it has been the most interesting read ever. Like I don't read a ton of memoirs, but this one is again, like I said, memoir plus like self-help and therapy and psychology and it's just so interesting like I've literally screenshotted like all of the quotes that I love from it so my iPad is full of so many different screenshots 
but that one is a definite like 10 out of 10, even though I'm not like fully done with it. I highly recommend it if you're interested in just like learning about why we react to certain things, maybe in a short tempered way or why we feel sometimes like overly sensitive to certain situations in life. I feel like it's definitely brought a lot of insight into that. So yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm so sold right now. So I don't know if y'all have heard of 16 personalities, but it's kind of tied into like the Myers-Briggs thing. Like, you know, I'm an ENFJ. That means I'm extroverted. I'm generally like more perceptive than judgy, like whatever. (laughs) And so (laughs) good. (laughs) But basically I was on a, a camping trip this past weekend with my boyfriend and his roommates. And they were talking, there was a guy who's like literally so into personality psychology and he was basically psychoanalyzing me and discussing all the personality types. And it is so interesting because if you go to 16personalities.com or something, take the test and literally let me know what you are because after you take it, it shows you how you react in romantic relationships, friendships, workplace. Like it's insane. And I love that. That is so- I love that you read that book. Yeah, no, it is. It's seriously one of the best ones that I've read so far. Also, I do want to say- Two things. The author, Lauren Martin, she runs the Instagram account, Words of Women. I'm sure you've seen it. Like Mm. it has a ton of followers and she basically just posts like quotes of different women like throughout history. And it's, it's just great to have something like that to always like see on Instagram. Like I, you know, we're going to talk about it in today's episode, like good content that you consume. And I think it's just, it's just really important that we make sure our feeds actually benefit us. And so I love that account. If you need like some daily inspiration that's kind of deep, I highly recommend following it. And the other thing is that there is this app called Pattern. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so... Enlighten me. Yeah, so I think it was Chris Evans. Oh my gosh, I could be totally butchering this. It was some... No, no, no. (laughs) Sorry. It was Channing Tatum who talked on and on and on about this app. And basically... What? Yeah, you just put in... It's so weird. It's so freaking weird. You put in your name, you put in your birthday, and... I'm pretty sure that's all the info. Oh, in your gender. And then mm. it tells you like everything about your life, like relationship, career, friendship. Like it's literally how you explain like the personality test, but you don't even have to fill out any sort of survey or form or anything. It just tells you like right away. What? So I don't know how accurate it is for everybody, but at least for me, it was spot on. And for him, he was talking about he was like super scared because it was so accurate. So if you're interested in, in that, I would definitely try it out. It kind of creeped me out. So I deleted it afterwards. <laughs> it's like this. Okay. I see myself in this. I don't like it. I'm doing it. I love that though. When you get that like bit of shock because someone or something is reading you more accurately than you could ever read yourself. It's almost creepy, but it also makes you feel heard and understood, right? So you're like, okay, <laughs> I feel validated. Yeah, exactly. for sure. <laughs> Precisely. Okay, guys. So for my truly obsessed, first of all, Sprouts, go to Sprouts and get the dark chocolate covered almonds. I've really been loving the combination of nuts and chocolate. I don't know why. Um, Switzerland does have really good chocolate, but dark chocolate is just the best. Like there's just nothing that beats it. And I've just been coming back and back to it like the past couple of weeks. Second of all, black leather jacket. This is like my staple of the fall season. It is so easy. I got like an actual real leather jacket from Zara like a year and a half ago in Barcelona. And it has literally been like such a lifesaver. It's warm and stylish and goes with literally everything. And I just love it. And I always get compliments on it. So get a black leather jacket. It's such a staple. Last but not least... 
oh my God, I don't know how I didn't find out about Phineas's new album until like not that long ago, like a week or two weeks ago. But Optimist Hour is like wrecking my life. Like I literally cry to his songs on the plane to New York. And I was just listening. Oh my God, like someone else's star. That one's so good. Like I belt that out in the shower. I just love every single song. It hits home, makes me feel nostalgic and happy and just really understood on a deep level. So I think that (laughs) because, okay, like Emma and I are both the kind of people that listen to like deep songs and we just like feel it, Mm -hmm. you know, we feel the emotion. Yeah. Whereas like I could, I could show it to my boyfriend and he's like, "Uh, the beat's kind of slow. It's whatever. And I'm like, but the lyrics. Yes. Sad music is the best music. Like you don't have to be sad to love it. It's the fact that you can be appreciative and slow down and enjoy it. Like that is what we live for. Especially Amazing. Phineas. Oh my gosh. I feel like I said, is it, is it Phineas or Phineas? It's Phineas. 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 Like Phineas. Phineas, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. I love that. Quite. Yeah. <laughs> also, have you heard Peach's Etude? Love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I've heard every song like a million times. Yeah. It's so good. And Peaches yeah. is their dog. Like it's so they're cute. And my dog's name dog. is Peaches. So, so I, I just that. felt like I immediately resonated with it. Like it was perhaps made Aww. for me. But I just love it. It's so, yeah, I want to be his friend. Like I actually think about that wow. often. <laughs> no, he seems so fun to actually like. Dude, me too. Have connection with, like have a friendship with. He's so creative and I don't know. I just want to know him. And I feel like anyone in his life he takes as like inspiration so I mean because how do you write that many songs with all of those lyrics without taking from like your own life and the people around you for sure like I want to be besties with him and Claudia because they're like one of my favorite celebrity couples just like Julian Michaels and JP Sachs of like if y'all want to adopt me please go ahead like I am down <laughs> and speaking of JP Sachs I'm literally going to see him in concert like next week and I'm dying like mm. I was telling my boyfriend that I literally have a thing for ginger singers like Ed Sheeran, JP Sachs, and Phineas. Like all their lyrics are amazing. I'm obsessed with them. Like truly it's just a thing. I didn't know that JP Sachs was redhead. Oh yeah, definitely. Cute. Well, I'm very excited for you. Please take videos because I wish I could be there. Like, oh my God, I feel like it's going to be magical seeing it in person. I'm going to cry. We get so emotional listening to that song just in my car, but like seeing it live. And his piano skills are like out of the world, but we'll move on. Yes, let's do that. So self-care and self-discipline how are they different (laughs) why are we talking like we're like an infomercial on this episode guys I don't even I'm sorry I don't even know wait we actually have to talk about a couple things really quick though because we got onto this call and first of all like this morning a tragedy I thought we were gonna get on oh just kidding yeah like well, no, no, no. Oh, actually, yes. I'll start off with the tragedy. So Antonio's Pizza, if you go to AM, if you live in College Station, you are aware of Antonio's Pizza, like the, the number one pizza establishment mm-hmm. in the, the town, city, whatever. And we would always go there for late night pizza. Like we've talked about that on, on the podcast before. Mac and cheese pizza. It's so good. Amazing. And they have closed it down. They have closed it down, ladies and gents. Like, do you hear this? Like, this is an atrocity. Like, if you go back to College Station and you want to go back out and like relive your college days, you can't anymore because it's not there. I just don't understand where else we would get late night food. Like, I mean, yes, there's Whataburger and yes, there's, I mean, yeah, but it's on Northgate. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's right there. You could just walk like from all the bars to like their pizza place and then you sit down and like you have all these memories and you watch all the crazy people come in and people get in fights like do you know how many fights we witnessed there it's been <laughs> insane so I just feel like it's the end of an era it's oh I, my I don't know I have I have no words it's very sad 
And our favorite sushi place in Austin also closed down this week. So it's just been, it's just been a it's lot. It's been sad. Like Emma and I literally live for our foodie moments. And truly, like I would just go to the pantry five times a day just to look at the snacks that I have. And she knows. Yeah, she would. <laughs> and I wouldn't no, even take so anything funny. out of it. But yeah, truly like the sake mac and cheese from Mako in Austin. It's amazing. We tried to replicate it. Could not, but still loved it and ate all the time. So if y'all... Dude, you made it really good. Thank you. Yeah, if y'all relate, like just, I don't know, comment a pizza or a mac and cheese emoji under our announcement post because I, yeah. if you feel our pain, that's appreciated. In memoriam for Antonio's pizza, you will live on in our hearts. Truly. Um, but I also want to say that when we got on the call, it's just like a Monday. It's a very Monday Monday. Mm-hmm. And like originally we were going to get dressed and have like <laughs> makeup on and be cute and record ourselves recording this episode. Mm-hmm. But we got on and we were both in red sweatshirts with like glasses and no makeup. it's just a vibe. Yeah. You, you would have seen it on our stories by now, but I just really love it. I feel like we're chilling. We're straight chilling. Like I could see fall decor in the back of Emma's backdrop. And I love that because I just miss our apartment. We would always decorate for fall and like get pumpkins and all that. Literally, I would just order all the pumpkin spice flavored snacks. So I really miss that. And honestly, blankets. Blankets are a vibe like Mm. right now for this weather. If you're listening to the podcast right now, grab a blanket. Join us. (laughs) Yeah, get cozy. Okay. So we'll finally actually get into the topic now. Yes. I'm so excited for this one. (laughs) Okay. So self-care. What exactly is self-care to you? Like how would you define it? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think this is such a fine line. And this is why we're talking about this. Like Self-care can really become self-indulgence and self-discipline can honestly become (laughs) self-hatred in a sense. Mm -hmm. And also like just self-shaming, like self-punishment, like truly, like it's just, it's so interesting how both of those things can lead to really just like counterproductive negative routes, even though the intentions are very clear and good. So I feel like we're talking about this because Emma and I have been dealing with a lot of the internal struggles regarding what is self-care, what is self-discipline especially in a post-grad phase where we are our own bosses, we are our own harshest self-critics and we are constantly with ourselves, you know? So it's hard to get away from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like my idea of self-care has definitely evolved over time. Like I used to think that self-care and like we've seen this, we've seen a lot of people say this actually, how like it used to be seen as just face masks and bubble bath (laughs) and candles and these things that are yes, like super relaxing. And I think they're really important to like implement into your routine, especially if you already enjoy them. But that's not all that self care is. And I think that sometimes self care can be self discipline, like self care can be going for a run if you don't want to, because you know, it's going to make you feel better. But at the same time, not being too disciplined with yourself to where you don't enjoy anything like you take away anything good from your life Mm -hmm. you know any small little thing that makes you happy in order to be more productive or or be the kind of person that says like oh no like I will I'll treat myself like once the work is done yeah which is I mean it's it's hard I think like we've all gone through different periods where we don't practice self-care at all it can be seen as too indulgent if you practice it too often. Yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about that because I never feel like I'm being too indulgent with it. Which is good. Which is good. Which is where Emma and I differ. Like I feel like she's really good at taking care of herself and I'm really bad at it. So it's something that I've actually learned a lot (laughs) from you. But let me just start out with some definitions that I just came up with. Like, and we could discuss these. I think self-care is prioritizing your mental and physical needs before the needs of your job, projects, friends, or even family, especially when 
those needs haven't been met in a long time. And then on the flip side, I think self-discipline is just prioritizing the actions you should take over the actions you could but don't need to take. What do you think? I love it. I think at least like for me, I totally agree with everything you said. I think I would just add that self-care is like listening to what your body needs, Mm -hmm. listening to what your heart needs. And sometimes you're gonna make the wrong decision in that. Like Mm -hmm. maybe what you need, for example, let's say you're having a really bad day and you just want to turn off the world. You want to go in your room and watch a movie and just like decompress. I think you need to do that sometimes. But other times you might need to just like be with friends and be with people and you might choose to stay in. And one of them results in this like stagnancy where like you did what was comfortable, but the other one is like slightly uncomfortable and it could yield better results. So it's hard to decide like what is going to be the right decision. And I think overall, it's just listening to what you truly need. And sometimes like that is just staying in that place of comfort, but other times you have to pull yourself out of it and do what's going to make you feel better afterwards. And then I think self-discipline is finding that boundary to where you're not punishing yourself ever or restricting yourself from doing the things that Mm -hmm. you love or eating the things that you love. Mm -hmm. But you know when it's time to like set your limit and you know when it's time to like pick up the pieces and get healthier or start exercising or do something that again, like I said, is going to be a little uncomfortable, but it's going to have greater benefits than being too indulgent in the things that are easier to do. For sure. If that makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. Totally makes sense. And honestly, like going back to my personality type. So when I took the test on 16 personalities, I got campaigner and a really key personality trait of campaigners is that we're driven by bursts of inspiration, bursts of energy and bursts of excitement for certain things, right? So for me, I don't know if you're like this, but I struggle with balance. Like I'm more so like, oh, I'm so excited Mm -hmm. about something. I'm going to be super, super productive for a while. And then I'm going to crash and like rest, not because I want to, but because I have to, you know, Mm -hmm. but incorporating that self-care daily is what's going to sustain your productivity and your executionary abilities, right? The hard Mm -hmm. part for me though, is that I don't know if you're like this too, but like sometimes you just don't want to do anything. Like self-care can really just be like literally doing nothing or just doing what's easiest and most comfortable to you. Because for me, like if I start to plan my self-care, I'm like, okay, I have to make time for my nighttime routine. I have to make time to like read or journal. Then it becomes work and it's not as relieving Mm. because it just adds more stress onto my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a super good point. Like I definitely understand when you're already burnt out, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to think about how to do a self-care routine Mm -hmm. because even even a spa night can sometimes be work because you're still moving, you're still staying awake. (laughs) Honestly, this might be controversial, but I think self-care, when you really, really need to do this, it can just be lying down and scrolling Mm. on Pinterest, on TikTok, You have to limit it, of course. You can't spend hours doing it. It's not going to be productive. It's not going to make you feel incredible afterwards. But I do think that sometimes when your mind needs an escape, you need to do that. Like, I think that's okay. But I mean, obviously, it could be a billion other things. It could be reading. It could be watching a movie. It could be TV show. Like, I think just mindlessness can also be self-care. Yes. I'm literally obsessed with the idea of mindlessness right now, especially compared to mindfulness. Because everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to be mindful. I want to live mindfully. And that requires a lot of intention. But sometimes you don't let yourself wander, like just mentally and physically too. Like if you want to explore your neighborhood and change your environment and get some like rest through that as well. So I think Mm -hmm. mindlessness, it's just, it's amazing. Like that is true rest. 
Because I have heard people, you know, they schedule their self-care or they're like, okay, I've worked really hard this week, so I'm going to schedule a ton of time with friends, but they never get time to charge themselves internally. Or they're Mm -hmm. staying in bed, like um, wasting precious sleep time on Netflix, and that's also not self-care. So I think like the Mm -hmm. mindlessness is really the root of positive, like recharging self-care. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think like people need to talk more about it and coming from a place of no guilt. Mm -hmm. I feel like we guilt ourselves when we go into that mindless place, or even if we do normal self-care that might take a little more effort, like baking is a really great example of what I do to practice Mm self-care because it's, it's not like it's, I'm still doing something, but it's not like it's going to benefit my life, you know, in the long run. But for me, it makes me happy and it's fun. And I get like a dessert out of it or something. (laughs) My family gets dessert, whatever. Like it's something small like that. And I think some people guilt others into thinking that like they should be going and going and going all the time and save that stuff for the weekend, like Mm -hmm. for the treat yourself time. No. But by implementing it into our daily lives, that's how we avoid burnout. Like, I don't understand Mm -hmm. how you could enjoy the life that you live if every single day you're grinding so hard and then you save any sort of like rest time that you have for the weekend. And even then, like you're still so tired that you don't even do actual things that are going to make you feel better and feel fed. They're Mm -hmm. mostly just like catching up on your basic human needs like sleep. I know. So, But it's also like, I can't speak from the perspective of someone who has an insane life, like investment bankers or (laughs) like anyone that works that kind of job. Let me just say, like, I just stayed in New York with two friends from college. They're both investment bankers. And my friend, Lauren, hi, if you're listening, love you. (laughs) She was literally telling me that she's working like 930 to 10 a.m. to 2 to 4 a.m. every day with an occasional Saturday off. And that just blew my mind because she has incredible discipline and work ethic and I respect it so Mm -hmm. much. But we were talking about how if she didn't have her job, like to keep her on her toes all the time, then she would actually have to fill her space with hobbies and finding hobbies, (laughs) creating hobbies. That is also work. So it's such an interesting Mm -hmm. perspective that we were kind of talking about this. And that's the other thing I want to bring up this whole world of social media and lifestyle gurus and health and Mm. wellness influencers, you know, like think about it, like, yes, they're taking time to self indulge and self care, but they're also posting about it. They're also, you know, doing it for the purpose of creating a TikTok, creating a reel or sharing something insightful. Mm. And it's amazing, but it's work for them, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, as someone who posts a lot, like I constantly feel pressure, like if I'm doing something that is self care, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to use it to inspire others, whatever. And then it becomes work. So it's Mm. a very fine line. Yeah, that's honestly, I never thought about it that way. Like, but you're so right. And maybe some people wouldn't see it as hard work, but it is. Planning Mm -hmm. a feed is work. Coming up with the caption that actually increases engagement is work interacting with the people who Mm -hmm. comment on that post is work like all of it takes so much effort and I wonder and I kind of want to ask someone who does that on a regular basis Mm -hmm. like where's the actual rest like is does the rest come like right after you post is that like a pre-planned thing like do you feel stressed by constantly basically running a business based on the concept of health and wellness and Mm self-care because then it kind of it kind of like contradicts the whole idea (laughs) you know like you're like you're the spokesperson for self-care and and being good to your body but at the same time business is effort and (laughs) and you're kind of like having to be the one doing all that so that's really interesting I mean I feel like at some point especially if you're doing that for a living you come up with a way that makes sense for you to to do it to do the work 
So they probably like schedule off, you know, like a few hours in the day to do it. But I also think that making your work routine as enjoyable as possible Mm. is key to avoiding that extremely stressed place of burnout yes, or potential burnout because, and this is how I like to imagine like our favorite health and wellness influencers doing it. Even like Mm -hmm. regular lifestyle influencers that aren't necessarily always practicing wellness, but they are always posting their content like I and this is when I think of like Brooke and Danielle like mm-hmm. they're always in the go Michio Carolyn uh, Brooke Michio yeah and Danielle Carolyn and so I'm always inspired by how they sort of set up their little workspaces mm-hmm. when they're doing the work that they're doing like whether it's going to a coffee shop or working with a friend or they have a cute little like candle uh, Christmas light set up in the room. I know it sounds trivial, but I feel like those things little allow things you to work. Yes, they matter so much and they allow you to work better and more efficiently and from a calmer state of mind rather than like imagine your room is like super messy. You haven't done any laundry. You haven't eaten. You haven't showered. Your hair is greasy. You feel gross. <laughs> like right now for like, us. <laughs> like, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like you're barely surviving and on top of that, you're stressing over all of these deadlines. Like, no, please take 20 minutes to take a shower, eat a granola bar if that's all you have time for, and at least try to make it a place where like a human could actually thrive in their work instead of just barely surviving. Yeah, you do that so well. Like Emma will literally have a setup with like three different drinks, (laughs) like a water from Starbucks, a coffee from Starbucks, maybe like a snack, and then she'll like wipe down everything and organize it. Like it's so funny. (laughs) But you know, You bring up an amazing point because I will say in this world, honestly, of going like constantly being on the go, constantly consuming content, creating content, interacting with people digitally, physically, whatever. The one thing that has really helped me with self-care is being less hard on myself and being less perfectionistic. Mm-hmm. Like if I post a photo, it's not going to be perfect and I'm okay with that. If it doesn't do well, it's I'm okay with that. Like if I don't get all my to-do list items done today, I'm okay with that. Like those are the things that help me take care of myself and actually mm-hmm. allow myself to rest mentally. And personally, like I'm a proponent of like rest that allows you to be reflective as well. For example, like meditation, journaling, reading, taking a walk or having like a nice chill conversation with a friend. Like I'm a proponent of that more so than like noise, you know, because like watching TV mm-hmm. sometimes can be noise, like consuming content can be noise if you overdo it. And mm-hmm. especially if you don't allow yourself to listen to that voice in your head and really unpack like, what am I feeling instead of just mm-hmm. stifling it and then allowing other people to feel for you, talk for you through their content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think being reflective is so big in making sure that you're not being too indulgent or too on the side of like, I'm just going to fill my brain with noise. Because I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like being mindlessness can be just consuming, like you said, like noise and yeah. static stuff. Like it's That's not, true. it's not really like residing. It's not, it's not really benefiting you in the long term, but it's like there to help you cope with whatever you're dealing with in the moment and just sort of like zone out. Mm-hmm. So I think reflecting is so important and making sure that like you listen to what your mind and body are telling you that you need. So Mm -hmm. whether that is mindlessness or whether it's something that produces something a little bit more long-term, you have to be able to like determine. I totally get what you mean. Like you want to talk about the long-term effects of your consistent Mm -hmm. content, content consumption because you don't want it to be like a drug almost. You're constantly getting that dopamine hit and you're not allowing yourself to take a step back and like, let me listen to myself for once, you know? So it's a balance. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is about balance. We always talk about balance <laughs> this and balance that, but really like 
you can actually thrive when you have equal parts mindlessness and equal parts mindfulness. Like Agreed. it's actually fine. Um, I know it's easier said than done. But again, that's why you have to make sure you're listening and being super intuitive with what you actually need in that moment. But talking about like the flip side, what is too indulgent? And like, how do we how do we discipline ourselves more if we're so accustomed to treating ourselves too much? And this could even be with like spending too much money. Mm-hmm. Like we just get paid and we go to Sephora and we're like, oh, I'm just going to treat myself. And then we go to lunch and we decide that we're going to get not just a meal, but dessert and drink because we're treating ourselves because we think we deserve it <laughs> after a long, hard week. Like what is what is the limit and how do we how do we go about that? Oh, so glad you brought this up because the, even the, just the few days that I spent in New York and talking to my future roommates about all the stuff we want to do, I was just realizing that I'm going to be living in a city of indulgence <laughs> and it's going to be mm-hmm. very easy. It's going to be very expensive and I don't make nearly enough to satisfy like all my indulgences without feeling guilty, you know? So mm-hmm. I would say that it really goes back to like kind of incorporating self-discipline, you know, like, yes, you could just, you know, avoid like all your tasks and take like a whole day to decompress. But like, do you need it? Like truly, like, what do you need versus what do you want? And I think indulgence is like taking it one step too far. Like you have to understand Mm -hmm. that self-care also requires boundaries. Like you can't drain yourself by like avoiding everything because that's just avoidant. And it's only going to allow like the fear and anxiety potentially of the tasks that you're avoiding to build up. So I think there's like a part of self-care that is letting yourself decompress. And there's another part that is letting yourself recharge. And that recharging thing should really be intentional and like reflective rather than avoiding or Mm -hmm. like, for example, like your debt is accumulating because you're spending too much money on your credit card. So rather than dealing with that, you just spend more because it feels good. And even though it's kind of productive, it just feels good because you're going into a deeper hole. So it's really Mm -hmm. important to understand the like self-destructive line that you're within. Yes. Oh my God. Self-destruction. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it can easily turn into Mm self-destruction, like treating yourself every day. And like you could treat yourself with things that don't cost anything. You could treat yourself. Some people would define treating themselves as reading a book because Mm -hmm. sometimes they feel like that's too indulgent because like they should be technically like doing other things with their time. It's so easy to cross that line. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember that self-care is literally caring for ourselves, even if that means our future selves. So tough love, protecting ourselves from potential debt. Exactly. Tough love. I love myself. So I'm not going to put myself in the position to where I have no money for the future, to where I'm spending too much that I can't even afford my rent, Mm -hmm. to where I'm eating too much junk food, not because I need it, not because I really even want it, but because it's there and because I'm treating myself. And Or you're even avoiding opportunities because you feel like you don't deserve it or because you feel like you're going to fail. Like that's a lot of what self-care can be too. Like if you're Uh constantly just doing things that are comfortable and easy and not challenging and growing. Yeah, I mean- I think there's a lot of different reasons why we do certain things. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes if you're having an emotional breakdown, like you might need to treat yourself. You might need to like get a a pint of ice cream and watch movies all day. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But you know your limit. And sometimes we ignore that because we just want to stay in sort of a period of denial. But it's so important to remember your future self and think about how you're going to feel in a few days, how you're going to feel a month from now. If you continue to go down a path that is destructive to that, 
person that you want to be. Like we've had weekends where we were just so tired from the week Mm -hmm. that we literally spent the whole time like in the apartment. Watching Bridgerton. (laughs) Watching Bridgerton. And I can't say I regret any of that. Like we made a ton of pasta and we ate ice cream Mm -hmm. and we talked and we watched our show and it was so great. And I feel like after, yes, like, and after that weekend, we went into the week more refreshed Mm -hmm. and we had great memories. Like, so I think you for sure need to do that sometimes, but cap it, like know when to stop and know when to come out of it and, and get back into like a healthier lifestyle. Yes. I totally get what you mean. As two people that have both overindulged and overdisciplined ourselves, I think there's a point where you have to really self-evaluate, like what are the fears that are holding me back and what are the needs that I'm afraid to give myself? You know, I think it really comes back to fear. For example, like if you're overindulging, it's probably because you're afraid to get that work done or put yourself in a place of discomfort. And if you're over-disciplining, then you're afraid to not be productive. You're afraid to waste time or whatever and give yourself the time you need because you feel guilty or shame around it. And it's very, very fine line. That's why this whole episode is the fine line. So I think you really have to personalize what level of self-care you need and what boundaries that you need to set for yourself because it's going to be different for everyone. And you shouldn't prescribe Mm -hmm. to uh, one person, like maybe your best friend or your influencer or your mom or whatever. Like you shouldn't subscribe to one person's way of doing things because they're not you. Mm -hmm. And it starts with self-evaluation. Yeah, not at all. I mean, everybody has different limits and different things that they feel is actually feeding them and things that they don't think would be beneficial to them. Mm -hmm. Even if like, I don't know, someone could totally be against like the whole mindlessness thing. And like, that's okay. We're just saying that like, it can help if you need it. And like, the thing that I want to push the most, and I I just really encourage you to think about this if you haven't, is to not guilt yourself. Like Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't feel guilty. Like, oh my gosh, we're human. You know, Mm -hmm. like we can't be perfect all the time. And no, that's not an excuse to like always fall short and to allow ourselves to overindulge or to sleep in all the time or to do things that don't make us actually feel good about ourselves. But still like, Nobody is expecting us to be 150% all the time. So give yourself some grace. And I also want to ask you, like, speaking of fear, Mm -hmm. because like, we've talked about this a lot. And we talked about it in this episode, how you haven't always like prioritized self care, because you are like super type A. And like, if you have any ounce of energy left, you're going to use it working, Mm -hmm. even if it's like late into the night, and you like you literally don't sleep at all. Mm -hmm. So how have you gone from that to like prioritizing self-care more? And also why? Like what was going through your mind during instances where like you probably knew you had to like take a break and take care of yourself, but you couldn't for some reason? Yeah, it's so interesting because again, like I want to go back to like the fact that we're in the social media age, right? And posting on social media, consuming content, creating content, all that is fun. It's a hobby, but it can also be productive. It could be ways to monetize your hobbies. So it's funny because when I was in like middle school, high school, I would do things, I would consume a lot of content, but I never saw it as self-care. I was more saw it as like, oh, this is fun, right? And now like I'm still doing it, but I'm doing it on the flip side, creating content. And because it's more productive and more active, like I almost tricked myself into thinking like, okay, well, if I'm going to chill, then I might as well chill, like doing something I love, like creating content, but it's also work, right? And so Mm -hmm. like, even though like consuming content, creating content, not the same thing, you know, but in my head, I was like, kind of like, oh, this is my hobby, like might as well. And I just like never could turn it off. And especially recently, like I was just like very much stuck in a space of, well, I'm always going to have something to do, you know? So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's very hard. I'm still struggling with it. 
Um, but something that helps me is like just letting myself breathe, first of all, mm-hmm. just like taking a breath and being like, okay, let's really think about what I have to do on my to-do list and what I don't have to do. And the things I mm-hmm. don't have to do, I take out. And then I also like think about, okay, what are the benefits of me chilling right now? You know, like what are the benefits mm-hmm. of me taking a walk? What are the benefits of me like reading a book or something? And I kind of like mm-hmm. justify it in my head, <laughs> which is probably uh, not what everyone needs to do. But for someone that just feels like I have to be calculated in everything, like justifying mm-hmm. it and then letting myself do it and just turning off everything, like shutting everything off and being like, no, like for the rest of the night, I'm not going to do anything except X, Y, Z. It's what helps mm-hmm. me. Yes. I think when you're working on something you're passionate about, I totally understand. And like, I've been in that boat where like, you don't want to do anything else. Cause mm-hmm. it's it, it, like, it's coming from an inner drive mm-hmm. to finish that thing or to not even necessarily check it off your list of to do's, but you just, you can't rest until it's done. Or mm-hmm. you're waiting to hear back from some, someone on some certain thing, whether that's like a job or, or an article that you're going to edit or something like that. With and A-line you just can't, you. yes. Like you can't rest until it's done. Like I totally, I totally get that. I, I think that when it's coming from a place of passion, that can be tricky too, because you are technically doing what you love. But it's also like, how effective can I be if I'm not rested? And if my I haven't had a break, like, that's what you I think you have to look at that when you're in that place of I can keep going all night. Yeah, like, yes, you can. But like, how good is it going to be versus when you do it from a place of rest and a place of like, okay, I just I just practice self-care. I feel great. I'm at my most creative, like I'm recharged. And I could I could do this even better than I would have if I was using like 10% of the creative juice I had left. Yes, exactly. And I actually interviewed an entrepreneur on my other podcast, Radically Honest, and the app is like the perils of hustle mentality. And it's literally (laughs) so interesting because this guy, he like worked crazy like night and day on his startup for months and months until his body literally broke down. And then he had like incredibly awful chronic stomach pain. He had to get surgery. Like he couldn't work, you know, for a while because he was just in so much pain all the time. And he was Mm -hmm. saying... It's funny because especially like entrepreneurial people, CEOs, whatever, they go back and they're like, oh, I I regret putting in all that work. But without all that work, they probably wouldn't be where they are. But Mm -hmm. the main component he said that was missing was compassion, self-compassion. And that's literally Mm -hmm. what his therapist told him. Like, it's like, it's not the fact that you were working so hard, that you were so driven or that you were so passionate. It's not those things. The culprit is that you are not compassionate toward yourself in that process because you mm-hmm. are compassionate toward everyone else. You're compassionate toward the clients that you are serving, the users of your startup, whatever, the people, like your employees, like you're a great leader. You are so compassionate toward everyone but yourself. And that's why you fell mm-hmm. short. And in the future, like his work also fell short because he no longer could be productive. So I think that's essential. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think self-compassion is a great way to to put it honestly, like, I think it's different from self love, honestly, because mm-hmm. self love is so much deeper, but so and, and not that like, one is better than the other, but they're different mm-hmm. in good ways, we need to learn how to do both. But self compassion is treating yourself like like you would your child, honestly, like, mm-hmm. that's what I try to look at it as like, you would feed your child when they're hungry, you would put your child to bed when they're tired, you would give your child a bath when they need to be given a bath. Like that's mm-hmm. how we need to treat ourselves because we can be so bad to ourselves if we're really busy and stressed and just have to get this project done. And we don't even care to eat. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it's 
it can get dangerous because we do break down. Like our bodies aren't made to last like this. We're not made to act every single day like robots. So I think that's a huge thing is not only like listening to what you need, but sometimes doing the thing that you're not even sure is essential. Like sometimes when you're so caught up in in the work that you're doing, you can literally put off a meal. Like you could put off sleep, you could put off water. So you have to be able to think from a different perspective as to like, would I allow my child to live in these conditions? (laughs) Probably not. Like I would bathe my child every day. Oh my gosh. I would feed them, like give them water. Like I know it sounds kind of funny, but it's, but it's true. Like we deprive ourselves of literally the most basic things when we're in that crazy state of mind. It's so wild. I love that though. Okay guys, (laughs) I think we want to end off with just talking about balance. Like let's just talk some practicals. Like how can we set boundaries for ourselves? and others to respect. For me, I think budgeting is so important. Like really understand your limits with that. Set a curfew if you feel like you can never fall asleep because your mind will run wild unless you give it a break. And also just like a guideline for, you know, this is how I want to indulge, but not overindulge. Like how are you going to compensate for the nights that you binge with exercise and maybe like healthy therapy in a sense for your mind and body, you know? I would also say to slow down in everything that you're doing, like think before you go into your work, am I at the mental capacity that I need to be to do this efficiently and really well? Mm -hmm. Do I need to rest before I go into this or can I go into it now? Like, am I ready? Mm -hmm. Also slowing down before sitting for a meal. Because I think like when we're really hungry, for example, or we're just not really thinking, we can overindulge. Mm -hmm. And we can also like, again, fall into that treat yourself mindset way too often. (laughs) So before you decide to order everything on the menu, because you're treating yourself before you decide to splurge at Target because it's it's Target, <laughs> slow down and actually think about it for a second. Like even thinking about it for a minute will help you. The, a super practical thing that I think is really good is if you want something, don't immediately pick it up and put it in your cart. Instead, take a little round mm. around the store, like take a little walk Love around the that. store. And if you still want it, by the time you get to the register, if you're still thinking about it and you realize that you actually need it, then get it. But don't do the thing where you just pile everything that you want as soon as you see it from what almost like a mindset of scarcity. Like, oh my gosh, if I don't get this now, someone else is going to take it. Yeah. And I'm never going to have this amazing little whatever but it it's is. Irrational. I don't know. It could be a pair of earrings, a bag of chips. It is. Exactly. It's a, it's a, a really weird thing that happens, especially when you go into a Target. <laughs> so take a little walk around. Tasha. And if you actually are still thinking about it, then get it. And if not, you do, you probably didn't need it that much in the first place. Yes. Honestly, snaps for that one. Like that was so good. <laughs> and last but not least, make sure you set boundaries for other people to respect too. Like you don't have to go out every weekend. You don't have to hang out every time someone asks you to. You don't have to serve people's needs before yours. I think it's really important if you can't say no, if you're a people pleaser, if you're someone that just genuinely feels like you need to be a good friend to have worth or to feel value or even like a good daughter or a good girlfriend or whatever, really just reevaluate the fact that you can't be any of those things if you don't take care of yourself first. That's my little end note there. Yes, I'm sorry. Last thing that made me think of this. Use the do not disturb button or the do not disturb feature 
when you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, even if that means that not even that you're working or, or driving, you could literally just be at home winding down for the night. Use the do not disturb feature because you don't have to respond to messages if you're not mentally ready to do so. Like sometimes I just can't even imagine typing out a message or answering a call. It's going to sound bad, but <laughs> I sometimes just don't because I, I can't even handle like talking because I'm either super tired or just overwhelmed by something. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like, like you don't have to. Please like be easier on yourself with that. And just because it's on your phone and it's in front of you and it feels so urgent doesn't mean it is like people will people will keep on living like the world will keep turning if you are not on social media for a little while or you're not answering their message for an hour, an hour and a half, however long it takes. Awesome. Amazing. All right. Thanks guys for listening. (laughs) I know we had such a great app today. Please make sure to tune in every Thursday. We have even better apps coming with for y'all. If you have any ideas, DM us. Let us know if you want to continue this conversation with us or have any feedback for the episode. And we have obviously episodes everywhere you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, like literally everywhere. So just share to all your family and friends. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.